am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you because Jesus is the reason for the season. And and Father, we celebrate him today. We celebrate him this month. We celebrate him because he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And so, Father, as we open up the word, I step back so the Spirit of God can use me to minister to your people the word of God. And I declare in advance that our lives will never be the same after having heard the word of truth. And I thank you that signs, miracles, and wonders will follow our lives as we obey your word. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled Noel, the king with five names. Everybody say Noel, the king with five names. And I believe that this series will grow you in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I also believe it will help you appreciate what he has done through his life and through his birth. And so our first lesson that we did on last week was entitled, The King is Wonderful. Everybody say, The King is Wonderful. And if you weren't here, I want to encourage you to go back and watch the YouTube channel for that message. And if even if you were here, I want to encourage you to go back and watch it as well because I said and pointed out some things that I believe were very thought-provoking. So if you're taking notes today, our message title is, The King is a Counselor. The King is a Counselor. And so if you would, we're going to start back in our foundational verse, which is found in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And I believe if you will listen to what I'm teaching today and absorb it and begin to exercise it, you will minimize and reduce the amount of mistakes over your life. And let me just say this. A successful life is a mistake-reducted life. In other words, your life gets better because life is nothing but a series of good choices. And so the more I make good choices, the better my life will be. And so this morning, the the whole purpose of the message is to help you see that the king is a counselor. So we're going to reread Isaiah 9, 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, And the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Someone say amen to that. So what I want to do first is just define what is a counselor. Well, the dictionary defines a counselor as one who advises another 
or help to direct and resolve matters. I'll say that again. The regular dictionary defines a counselor as one who advises others or helps to direct or resolve matters. Now, what's interesting about the dictionary uh, definition of this word counselor is that it's separated through different types of counselors. In other words, one of the examples that the dictionary gave was the example of an academic counselor. And this is a person who advises students on personal or academic problems. They also had, uh, as counselors, a children's camp counselor and this is a person who supervises a group of children or directs particular activity when it comes to uh, children's camps and then they also gave another definition or a different type of counselor and they called it or listed it as a, as a legal counselor and we would call that an attorney now when you look in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 uh, Jesus is called a counselor everybody say Jesus is a counselor now, when you look that word up in the dictionary, it's a, it's a pretty simple definition. It means one who consults and advises. One who consults and advises. And I believe that Jesus is qualified to advise us in every area of our lives if we will let him. Amen. So let's start out by looking at how important counsel or counseling is. We live in a day and age where people believe uh, in counseling. They call them therapists and, and or counselors. Uh, and so it's not an unfamiliar term to us. So what I'm going to do, I only have one point today that I'm going to hammer home. And uh, before we do that, let me give you the different types of counseling. There are pretty much two different types of counselors or counsel. The first one is spiritual or godly counsel. And this is advice that has God's word and God's principles as its foundation. It's designed to express God's heart and direction for our lives. Everybody say spiritual counsel. And then you have natural or worldly counsel. Now this is advice that typically has the world's way of thinking in it as its foundation. Although this is not always bad... It can be a hindrance to a believer or a Christian because the world, of course, and its ways can diametrically oppose God's way. Amen. So let's now, what we're going to do up front is I'm going to list several verses to help you and I see that counseling is good. I'm going to read these because some of us need some counsel and we're resisting it. You know, when I was growing up, the generation that my parents were raised in, uh, whatever st- happened at home, stayed at home. Now, they didn't say it this way, but if you were to interpret that in 2019, they didn't want their business in the streets. All right? So I'm going to just read some verses. They're going to put them on the screen so you can see that counsel is good. Isaiah 28 verse 29 in the King James says, this also comes forth from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in his what? Counsel and excellent in working. Now the New Living Translation of Psalm 73 verse 24 says this, you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. 
One of the purposes of counseling or someone who counsels you is to help you have a better destiny in life. Proverbs 20 verse 18 says, every purpose is established by what? Counsel and with good advice make war. I love the New Living Translation of that same verse. This is what it says. Plans succeed through good counsel. Everybody say plans succeed with good counsel. Now, why don't when I read the Bible, I don't just read what it says. A lot of times I will flip the verse. So if this verse is saying every plan or plan succeed through good counseling, then that also can mean plans don't succeed through no counsel. It says, don't go to war without wise advice. Now, the worst thing you and I can do as believers is to pursue something big, pursue something important without adhering to proper counsel. I'm going to say that again. The worst thing that you and I can do as believers is to pursue something big, pursue something important without having or adhering to proper counseling. Because, see, you can have counsel available and not use it. Now, Proverbs 19.20, this is what it says. Hear counsel and receive instructions that you may be wise in your latter end. The amplified version of that same verse says this. Hear counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction. Why? That you may be wise in the time to come. One of the ways that I have minimized mistakes in my uh, spiritual walk with God, in other words, uh, I can probably count on one hand the, the big mistakes that I have made since being a believer, which of course I got saved when I was 20, so I'm 54 now. But I can count on probably half of one hand some of the bad choices that I've made since I've been a believer. Why? Because I decided that I was going to walk out my life by the word. It didn't matter how I was feeling and what I was going through and what the consequences were of me obeying the word. I just decided I was going to let this word be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Someone say amen to that. So Proverbs 19.21 says, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, everybody say the Lord has counsel. The counsel of the Lord that shall stand. The amplified version of that verse says, Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. You and I, it's okay to think because God wants us to because he gave us a brain. But listen, your brain power should never overcome God's counseling power. Amen. Proverbs eleven fourteen says this. Where no counsel is, the people do what? The people perish. That's the King James Version. It says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Proverbs fifteen twenty two. it says, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. The message translation of Proverbs 15:22 says this. Refuse good advice and watch your plans fail. Wow. Refuse good advice 
and watch your plans fail. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. Success, watch this now, is the end result of good counsel. I'm going to say that again. Success is the end result of good counsel. When you see someone succeeding, chances are they have gotten some type of counsel from someone and they followed the advice. Watch Psalm 1 because I want to show you something. It says, blessed is the man. Now the word blessed there can be translated in the Bible as happy. Look at your neighbor and say, are you happy? Happy is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. If you want to be a happy believer, don't listen to unsaved folks. Amen. Everybody say godly counseling is good for me. So I only have one point today that I believe if it'll help you receive and walk in the counsel of Christ. Because Christ wants to counsel us in our lives. So here's the only point today, and I hope you get it. And that is Jesus' counsel is always good. Jesus' counsel is always good. See, everybody's counsel is not always good. I mean, on one hand, uh, Peter told Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Everybody say, that's good counsel. But then he turned around and was rebuking Jesus saying, hey, you're not going to die. I'm not going to let that happen. So on one hand, his advice was good. And on the little seconds later, it's no good. But see, Jesus' advice and counsel is not like the average person's. Which it may be on one day and off the next day. No, Jesus' counsel is always good. Now, over the last, uh, I don't know, three, maybe four months, I've been dealing with a business situation. How many know Pastor Evan still does business? Amen. I've been dealing with a business situation that doesn't seem to be working out. Okay, I talked to my attorney about it and he gave me some clear directions on how to resolve it. Okay, and so, you know, what he advised me to do, uh, I started doing it, but uh, it wasn't seem to be working out because the other business owner was just acting a fool. So I haven't had time to update my attorney on how things went with what he told me to do. Uh, and so, you know, in the midst of me needing to update him and them acting a the fool, I just decided I was going to sue him. Right? Uh, how many know suing ain't wrong? It ain't wrong. It's not wrong. Y'all looking at me like this wrong. It is not wrong. It is not wrong. Now, uh, it says don't sue your brother. This is not a brother. Okay? It's not a brother. So I decided to sue this person because I could see that we were not going to be able to professionally work this out. So I was reading, and just I'm going to throw this out for food for thought. You know, one of the things, if you don't have a devotional life, listen, read the book of Proverbs every day. There's a proverb for every day of the month 
when there's 31, 31 days. And so one of the things that I, I want to encourage you to do is read. So whatever day it is, read that proverb. And then if you know how to pray in tongues, pray in tongues for that many days. So by the end of 31 days, you would have prayed actually a little over seven hours. Okay? So... Uh, I was reading Proverbs 29.9 recently in the New Living Translation. Uh, and as I was reading this that morning, this is what the Word consulted me to do about this matter. It says, if a wise person, that's me, <laughs> touch your neighbor and say, that's pastor. If a wise person takes a fool to court, there will be ranting and ridicule, but no satisfaction. So I'm not even going to call my attorney back. I'm not even going to try to sue this fool because all what's going to happen is ranting, raving, and ridicule. Everybody say, Jesus' counsel is always good. Now, in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 20, uh, uh, Isaiah 28, 29, it says this. This also comes forth from the Lord of hosts which is wonderful in counsel. In other words, Jesus' counsel is always good. So we're going to look at a story where Jesus gave someone some counsel. Uh, This is in Luke chapter 10. We're going to read it out of the Living Bible. And uh, I want you to pay attention to the story, and then I want you to pay attention to the counsel that Jesus gave this person. It says, As Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, They came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Verse 39. Her sister Mary sat on the floor listening to Jesus as he talked. But Martha was the jittery type and was worrying over the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Sir, doesn't it seem fair unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, Martha, dear friend, can you just imagine Jesus looking at her? She's all jittery. And he says, Martha, dear friend, you are so upset over all these details. There is really only one thing. Everybody say one thing. There's really only one thing worth being concerned about and Mary has discovered it and I won't take it away from her. Now, Jesus' counsel will always direct us to his word. Someone say amen to that. And so let me just give you some wisdom. Whatever you are doing should not take you away from the word. If, If Jesus is leading you to start a business... Doing that business should not take you out of the Word. Doing that business should not take you out of church. It's one thing that the company assigned you to work on Sundays, and it's another thing for you to assign yourself. Okay, that wasn't in my notes. Jesus' counsel will always, listen, be fully thought through, And it will always assist us in fulfilling the Father's purpose for our lives. I'm going to say that again. Jesus' counsel will always be fully thought through. 
And his counseling will always assist us in fulfilling God's purpose for our lives. Now, I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. But it's a lot of reading, but I want to point something out to you. Okay, so let's just, I'm reading out of the King James Version, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he, God, has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him. Verse 5 tells us that God has predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Watch this. According to the good pleasure of his will. God's will will bring pleasure to us if we will submit to it and do it. Look in verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein God has made us accepted in the beloved. One of my favorite verses. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, I'm going to jump down now to verse 11. It says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. This inheritance came through Christ. Watch this. Being predestined or predestinated according to the purpose of him, watch this, who works all things after the counsel of his will. In other words, when God is doing something, he's working all of these things that he's doing after the counsel of his will. In other words, when we get counsel from Jesus... It is directly connected to and coming from God's will for our lives. If you want to know God's will for your life, all you have to do is follow the counsel of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to give you a principle and then we're going to jump into how I can show you that Jesus' counsel is always good. Because uh, in our hearts, a lot of us don't believe that his counsel is good. And the reason I know that is because we don't do what his word says. Okay, so if we believe that his counsel was good, then we would believe his word and do it. So there are some areas in our hearts that we're going to have to make some corrections. Now, here's a principle. When you get counsel from Jesus, it has already been spoken from and agreed to by the Father. And it will be delivered to you by way of Holy Scripture... Everybody say Holy Scripture, Holy Spirit, or Holy Men of God. In other words, when you and I get counsel from Jesus, it's already been agreed to, okay, and accepted by the Father. And then this counsel is going to be delivered to us by way of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Scriptures, or the Holy Men of God. And notice I'm saying Holy Men of God. See, the Bible was written, or I should say, it was penned by not just regular men. It said, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Regular men didn't write the Bible. Holy men wrote the Bible. Okay, so here is why I'm saying what I'm saying. Jesus and the Father are always in agreement And Jesus only says what he hears. So John chapter 12 verse 49 says this. For I have not spoken of myself. This is Jesus talking. But the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment 
what I should say and what I should speak. Verse 50, and I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Watch this now. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So why am I reading that? Because I want you to see that the counsel that Jesus provides us, watch this now, is approved counseling from the Father. When you talk to Jesus, he's going to tell you what the Father is saying. And the good thing about that is, whatever the Father say is going to be according to his will. And this is why when you have a problem in life and you need some counsel, you should go to the throne before you get on the phone. Now look at your neighbor and say, let me check your phone real quick. I'm going to say that again. When you and I have a problem, how many know you're going to have some problems in this life? You're going to have some problems. When you and I have a problem and we need some counsel, we should go to the throne before we go to the phone. Why? Because the throne has the solutions that we need. That's why Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace so that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now, I believe that you and I should talk to the Lord and seek his face and direction before we seek the counsel of men. I'm going to say that again. I believe this is why most of us or a lot of believers don't know the voice of God. Because they chase the voice of men before they seek the voice of God. See, if all you pursue are answers from man then man's voice will always, listen now, you will hear that voice clearer than you would God's voice. Amen. God's, listen, now, let me, let me, let me say this. I just said that you, we, you and I should talk to the Lord and seek his face when we need direction before we seek the counsel of men. However... God's way of confirming and affirming what he's telling us will always include man. I'm going to say this again. Because we have some of these solo Christians out there that God is talking to. But whatever God is talking to them ain't making no sense. You should not be the only person that God is speaking to for direction in your life. Boy, it's getting deep in here already, ain't it? You, you shouldn't be the only person that God is speaking to for direction for your life. Here's a take-home thought. Everybody say, hmm. Here's a take-home thought that I want to give you. Desire can blind your heart to your own voice. I'm going to say that again. Desire can blind your heart to your own voice. What does that mean? That means that your desire can be so strong that the voice that you hear that you think is God ain't God is actually you, but because your desire is so strong, you think it's God. Amen. 
And this is why the main determining factor of biblical and effective counsel, listen to me, is the word. Because the word is the only thing that can discern between our soul and our spirit. The New Living Translation of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. Watch this. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. See, what's dangerous is when God is only talking to you and nobody else can hear him. God will always confirm and affirm his will in the earth for your life. Watch this. Outside of just you. Amen. Listen, when it was time and I, and I, I knew uh, or believed in my heart that God wanted me to marry Pastor Sarah, I didn't just take that and run. See, because some people be like, well, he said he would give me the desires of my heart. But what if your heart is corrupt? So before I jumped out there and we didn't have Facebook back then. Before I got out there and told the world that God told me to marry Pastor Sarah, I didn't do that. You know what I did? I went to the throne. And then back then there was no phone where we were because I was in Jamaica. So I went to James I.J. Sitting right over there. Stand up, James, for me. Stand up, James. See that man right there? That man helped me pray through God's will for me marrying that girl right there. And if you know anything about James I.J., if you know anything about him, he going to pray and pray and pray and pray and keep praying and then pray some more. Listen, we was praying about me getting married to her. And finally, I was like, are you tired yet? Everybody say years ago. Years ago when I was single, y'all know the story, but I'm repeating the story. I didn't even want to tell the story, but the Lord told me to tell the story. So I'm going to tell the story because some of you all haven't heard it. And so uh, here's, here's the deal. So when I was single, you know, I was, a, I, 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 I deem myself as a successful single. Okay? No, I was a pretty successful single. Because I wasn't jumping in and out of bed with people. I had a pretty consistent, you know, uh, job and career. I was pretty successful, you know. And uh, I'm outside. I'm washing my car one day. And uh, I had a 300ZX Turbo T-Tops sweet car you heard me before you saw me I had two 12 inch subwoofers in my car so I'm watching my car and the car go by has uh, I, I forgot my handkerchief again and uh, two ladies uh, drove by and uh, 
I looked up and just waved at them. They waved at me, you know, no big deal. The Holy Spirit said distraction. I was like, ain't no distraction. I didn't stop them. So anyway, they rolled back around and, and then they stopped this time and started, you know, creating conversations. So I'm like, yeah, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. I told them my name. They told them my they name. And no big deal. And so uh, I go in and, and the Holy Spirit, they drive off. The Holy Spirit said distraction. I said, how's it distraction? I ain't getting no number. I ain't do nothing like that. And so the next day, uh, you know, I'm living with a lady named Miss Johnson. She's like my grandmother. And, uh, you know, back then, uh, the phones were on the wall. So her phone rang. I didn't even know Miss Johnson's phone number. So the phone rings and she says, Eben, phone, the phone is for you. I'm like, who is this? I never get a phone call from somebody from a number I don't even know. It was the girl, one of them, who stopped and spoke to me. So started talking to her and, and, uh, and all I could hear while I'm talking to her was distraction, distraction, distraction. But she was a good looking distraction though. Let me, let me tell you something about the devil. The devil is not going to send you somebody ugly. They might be ugly to other people, but they ain't going to be ugly to you. I'm telling you. And, uh, and so, you know, we was talking. I was, you know, no big deal. I, I mean, I'm like, so, so I was like, well, maybe we should go to lunch or something. So uh, we went out to lunch. No big deal. None, no, no, no hanky-panky. None of that. Went to lunch. And then uh, we went to bowl uh, once after that. And then after that, you know, because my thing is I didn't, I didn't have the dating rules like I done gave y'all. I, you know, I, I made these up along the way. <laughs> so on date number two, I was like, well, no, Pastor Evan. I, I wasn't no pastor, but I was, you know, I was like, uh, I ain't going to get involved with this girl unless I know this is the right girl. So I was going out of town on business that following week. So I said to her, I said, hey, check this out, Nicole. I'm leaving and I'm going to be gone for a month. I mean, for a week. Yeah, I said her name. Her name is Nicole. You don't know her. You don't know her. You don't know her. So I said, hey, Nicole, we going out of, I'm going out of town this week. And so let's do this. Don't call me. Because, you know, that's when we had the cell phones that was this big. I had one, right? I said, don't call me. I'm not going to call you. So that way, you know, I said, because my purpose in being away out of town, I just want to see, am I supposed to even get involved with you? Because my, my attitude is, if I'm not supposed to marry you, I don't want to get involved with you. So, you know, long story, uh, that's what happened. So as I began to pray about Nicole, uh, one of my points was, if you don't watch it, the voice of your desires will override the voice of the Spirit. So I'm praying about this girl, and because she was fine, she was fruitful, meaning that she had some good things in her life, that she was in school, degree, all of that, you know. I'm not going to date an unsuccessful person. So, you know, all of her natural criteria was good. So I'm praying and all I can hear myself say, even though I didn't know it was myself, I thought it was the Lord. Eben, thou shalt marry her. She's thou's good. You know, because when the Lord talked to you, it's in, it's in like King James. It's like King James. You know, because all I was reading was King James. So all I heard was King James. Thou shalt date her. 
Thou shalt marry her one day. Thou shalt be a good husband to her as a wife. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, so I get home and I'm thinking, you know, I done heard from the Lord, right? My pastor at the time was really not on the same page as me and the Lord. But I, re- I was coming to realize I, it wasn't the Lord of Lords, it was the Lord of the Reigns that I was hearing from. So, no story, because y'all, y'all messing me up. So, so, me and this girl, so, I was, you know, she was waiting on me, because to her, she, she all in. She was like, shoot, you're a man of God. We ain't done nothing. He ain't pressing me. He look good too. He got a future. He got a job. Got a car. Got some money. She didn't even have to pray. She didn't pray. She did not pray. She did not pray. Whatever I say is what she was going to do. But I wasn't feeling right. Okay. So this is why you need to read the Bible. So a verse, which I didn't know was a verse, was circling around in my head. This is what it was saying. You did run well. Who did hinder you? You did run well. No, that's that first part. You did run well. You did run well. I'm like, what? Is... So I had a concordance. I looked it up. So they're going to put up Galatians chapter 5, verse 7, because I'm going to show you when God answers prayer, it's not going to come from your heart. It's going to come from the Bible. Galatians 5, verse 7. Because I talk to people all the time. I say, you know, did you pray about it? Yes, because I always get that. Did you pray about it? Yes. And so my next question is, what did the Lord say? And they'll say something like, well, he said it was okay. Well, what verse is that in the Bible? So Galatians chapter 5, this is how the Lord answered this prayer. This is Because I was like, Lord, is Nicole the one? He says, Evan, you have to personalize the verse. Evan, you did run well, brother. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion, Evan, comes not of him who calls you. Now listen to the message translation. You were running superbly, Evan. Who cut in on you, deflecting you from the true course of obedience? This detour doesn't come from the one who called you into the race in the first place. Here is why getting counseling from the Lord is so important as a person. This is why you need to get it first. So if a storm arises after you've obeyed his instructions and counseling, you can use the same word he gave you before the storm to get you out of the storm. That's why we were able to make it through this building process. Because he told me up front, Evan, I'm going to put you in a place, I'm going to plant you in a place of your own, and that you're not going to have to move no more. So when the window people acted up, I said, God, you said you were going to plant us in a place of our own and move no more. When the money started looking funny, I said, God, you told me you were going to plant us in a place of our own and move no more. When it didn't look like when the construction stalled, I said, God, you said that you was going to plant us in a place of our own and move no more. Because let me tell you something, that life is going to happen, and when storms of life happen, you You have to have the counsel of the Lord because that's what's going to stand. 
Jesus told the disciples to get in the boat and go to the other side and a storm rose up. But Jesus had peace on the boat because he was resting in what he said. Let's go to the other side. So I'm really out of time. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go real fast now because I'm going to have to cut down that the cold store in the second, in the second service. Everybody say Jesus' counsel is always good. So let me, I'm going to run through these real fast. Here are some hindrances to receiving counsel. Here are some These are things that stop us from receiving counsel from Jesus. Here's number one. We are too busy for him to counsel us. That's what happened to Mary. She was cooking and she was going, too much going on, too busy. Here's number two. Our minds and hearts are so fixed with what we want, we can't see what he wants. See, God can't bring number one until you let go of number two. Here's three. We have not surrendered all of our hearts enough to the Lord to be able to trust his advice. I'm going to say that again. We have not surrendered all of our hearts enough to the Lord to be able to trust his advice. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not unto our own understanding. Watch this now. When you start leaning, you have stopped trusting. Here's the next one. We are scared. This is reasons why people don't receive counseling from Jesus. We're scared that whatever the Lord tells us, we will not want to do. Here's the next one. Sin. In other words, it's hard to hear the Lord when you are active in sin. Amen. Here's another one. We're not willing to be patient enough for him to speak when he wants to. I'm going to say that again. We're not willing to be patient enough for him to speak when he wants to. Psalm 106 verse 11 says, And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Verse 12. Then believed they his words. Talking about the children of Israel. They sang his praise. Watch verse 13. They soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel. If you have to, and I'm going to pray in just a second. If you have to, if you have some major decisions taking place in your life, if God has not spoke to you on what to do, do nothing. Here's the next one. When there's too much noise in our lives and, there, and it's drowning out his voice. Here's the next one. When we believe something to be true and it's, and it's not. Some people can't receive the counseling of the Lord because they think the counseling they already have is him and it's not. So they believe the lie so he can't get them the truth because they believe that the truth, uh, the lie is the truth and it's not. Here's the next one. When we keep our desires isolated so others who love us or those who we are accountable to, watch this, they can't help us because they can't see them because we've isolated ourselves. Here's the next one. We're fearful to what we think the Lord may say, so we don't take the time to even ask. Some people don't even want to know what the Lord wants to do. And listen to this now. You will never get the full heart of God with a half heart of trust. I'm going to say that again. You will never get the full heart of God with a half heart of trust. And there are some people today, you are in the midst of needing to make some major decisions for your life. I'm going to pray for you. Because what I don't want you to do is make the wrong choice. Even in the natural when you make a bad financial decision in the, in the natural, it can affect you from seven years. 
That's why the credit system is the way it is. One bad decision can stay on your credit reports for seven years. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, there are some people here. You need, you're in the midst of needing to make some big decisions for your life. You haven't made them, but you're thinking about them. And so I want to pray for you because there's a reason God puts things on my heart as the pastor of the church. And so there are some people who need prayer. And all I'm going to do is pray for you from right here. But I want to know who I'm praying for. So if you're in the midst of needing to make some major decisions for your life, would you raise your hand because I want to pray for you? Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Okay, wow, 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 wow. Okay, that's almost the whole church. Okay, put your hand down. Father, in Jesus' name, they've heard the word. And I thank you that they're going to respond to it. That they're going to seek your face first. And then you said in the multitude of counsel there is safety. Someone ought to be able to confirm, Father, what they believe you're saying. And so I pray in Jesus' name that you will make it crystal clear to every person in this room who needs to make a major decision, you will make it crystal clear to not only them, But, Father, those who will confirm your word here in the earth. And I thank you that today their lives are going to multiply for the good because they have decided to obey you and trust you with their lives. And so, Father, clear up the voices of the enemy. In Jesus' name, devil, you will not impact their ability to hear. I speak forth a clear atmosphere for them to hear what God is saying. And I declare in Jesus' name that their hearts are open to receive in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. With every head still bowed, if you're here today and you're not saved, you need salvation. If you're here today and you need...